Ready obviously doesn't quite mean ready. And here we go. Scotty the Scotty, Scotty, Scotty school. You're so mean to me, but I still love you. Well, do you know what, John? <laughs> yeah. About about two words into that, uh, <laughs> the audio dropped out and just came back with love you at the end. So I probably should be grateful. At this very moment, you have no idea what I said. Our listening audience will know. but I guess... which, which, as far as I'm concerned, having no idea what you said is normally the best state of play to be in. Gosh, see, and well, <laughs> I'm now wondering if I should sing it again so you can hear it and react to it right now. Or just leave no, no, the... no, John. I, I, I want to be. I want to stay with our normal thing and be behind the times. We, you know, we are, we are at the pinnacle, leading edge of of our, um, you know, of, of our craft here. I mean, we are the only people who chose to release a WWDC preview <laughs> podcast two days into the show. <laughs> <laughs> I developed for podcast yesterday's news tomorrow. <laughs> yes, that is about it. <laughs> so as we are recording now, it's Wednesday in up the, uh, the last week's show for various reasons. Long holiday weekend here. Uh, Sam daring to have some vacation time. <clears throat> Laziness. I know. I know. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I didn't understand that vacation was in his contract, but there we go. Um, so there we are. It, it 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 did get released yesterday, so um, here we are. And exactly. So the point is, I guess if you're going to release a podcast in a week when no one's going to listen to it, you might as well release some irrelevant material. True. Um, yeah. So there we are. But anyway, we are now um, two days into WWDC, and have you caught up with any of it? Watched any of it? Let me first say this: We're two days into WWDC. It says, "Yeah, how fake is that?" I mean, it's videos. Apple just are choosing to maintain this, and I'm not saying this is right or wrong, they're choosing to maintain this, um, you know, thing of a five-day conference, but it's just a set of videos. Yeah. I guess I guess that, um, well, I guess that's not true. I guess there are labs. And so I guess because the labs are on, the video releases maybe can work in alignment with the labs, but, you know, would it be any difference if they released all the videos on day one straight after the keynote, but then had the labs yeah, during the week, even maybe that will even better because people could watch the videos before their lab appointment three days time and have time to play with things. I don't know. What, what do you think about that? I agree. I mean, my my first reaction to it is just remembering that uh, it used to be really fun, <laughs> and, and I, I somewhat feel bad for people who will have never have had the chance to have you know done it in person with with all the different aspects for it. You know, you know me. I'm just all about the nostalgia. And right around this time, over the past couple of days, I've been having all sorts of uh, things pop up, including one of us recording an episode of this podcast where we stopped at a freeway entrance ramp in downtown San Jose, looking like the complete Muppets that we are. And and sadly for our listener, you know, we managed not to be run over. Um, I remember that recording well. Yeah. I think we were heading off for some... uh... Some quite nice Mexican food, weren't we? That's true, too. And that was our reward for having done things. Um, 
so and I remember kind of the 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 joy of going to labs and and hanging out with labs. You know, there were there were there are lab personalities, people who worked at Apple that over the over the years you got to know and and you know you would get chastised by bringing them little treats or something which was my technique for for currying favor with them and it worked it worked really well until i guess whatever the, the second to last time when, when when i had it you know when when they had them in person and i had my salted caramels with me and the guy was very thankful and he says you know i i i so really appreciate this but they're very strict now that they don't want <laughs> accepting anything so, so i don't know through the advanced you know f- widespread fame of of this podcast my techniques were leaked and 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 people of course up their games now <laughs> barky the failure dog is like is saying please you have a reach of precisely you know no one on this podcast there's no way that you could take any credit for anything you do <laughs> possibly having any impact in the world and as he I'm is our, this, he is our continu- only listener He's continuing to bark to make sure. He says, yes, Fox, you get it. You guys are nobody. Uh, I guess, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think, the as we've, we've said the last couple of years now, is this the third year of doing it this way? I think it is, isn't it? Yes. That the information, uh, the spread of information is a lot better this way. Just looking, um, uh, just looking at the videos that came out uh, uh, today, uh, I mean, yeah, they don't come out until 4 o'clock in the afternoon UK time, 8 a.m. Um, Real time. California time, which is a little annoying because it's like, you know, oh, you're, well, you're why? There is no reason for that. Yeah, just well, just release true. them based on GMT and let the world have them as they wake up. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, you know, most of these videos are, like, 14 minutes, 18 minutes. Uh, you know, 31 minutes is now a really long one. Um, there's a couple of 22, 20. Uh, and so what they're doing is they're delivering uh, content in appropriate style, the you know, appropriate length um sessions whereas uh you know before they would have had to um you know somehow bunch these together into an uh, you know a one hour session or you know or, or just drag them out or whatever so from that side of things um you know we've we've said this a couple of years now as we said again it's it's better and i guess from you know the accessibility point of view and i'm not talking accessibility mm-hmm. as in um you know accessibility framework i'm talking you know someone who could never afford yep. uh or logistically get to uh california for the worldwide developer conference simply because they're not allowed to leave their country or you know the cost of a flight is prohibitive or you know let's face it the 600 hundred dollar hotel rooms you know and night hotel rooms you know, now can get access to the yeah. lab. So, so um, it has democratized uh, uh, the process a little. So, as much as I agree with you on the nostalgia, um, it's um, highly elitist. Uh, uh, it's it's you know it it is uh, the view of the privileged few. Yes, indeed, no doubt, no doubt whatsoever. Well, um, Scotty, can I start to gloat about how correct I was in my predictions? Uh, you can go ahead. Go on. <laughs> gloating, gloating is you know it's it's unusual. <laughs> well, so, so let's get on with it. Well, of course, you know my main prediction is that they would you know um, uh, you know uh, out their AR project, and what's clear is that nobody thought it was coming. Nobody would have realized this total ninja move that the. <laughs> A car is Apple's AR device. Well, there we are. And, and it, it's so that, light. It's so light. You hardly think you're wearing it, and it's so comfortable <laughs> because you're sitting in it. 
<laughs> and I am being totally facetious, but in, in, in okay, I will say this. I think two of the things I said did have some meaning, you know, in that we've talked about Swift UI and where it works well. And, and, and generally speaking for single screen operations, it's been really good. It's where it has interactions, you know, with, with, with other frameworks or in navigation, so on and so forth. So they have, you know, I said, well, we're going to, they're going to apologize for Swift UI and release the error glasses. Well, okay. They don't have to apologize for Swift UI, of course. And in fact, things look a lot more promising. The ability to, to host it in the cell view is pretty amazing. The navigation stuff looks really good. So there's a lot of movement on that. And, and, and so who knows, maybe this is the year where a lot more apps can, can switch happily to Swift UI and, 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 and so forth. But in terms of AR, you know, that was the, 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 the serious part of last week's conversation was all about kind of how, how it's useful and interesting. But I was, I was, um, I won't say surprised. I was very impressed and intrigued by their car offering, knowing that it's going to be years and years off because how long does it take for, for a car manufacturer to, to accept it? But this idea of, you know, for, people complain about the, the Tesla and it's essentially large iPad that's not in front of the, the, the directly in front of the driver's view and how that works. And, and, and whereas the traditional location of, of gauges and stuff like that for a quick glance, to know how fast you're going and so on and so forth. But when they showed the new advanced maps and, and th th you could see that there was a continuum you know, driver-related stuff right where the driver needs it and then kind of, you know, moving out towards the trailing edge to more entertainment-related stuff for, for presumably for passengers. That's kind of interesting. And it was mostly this idea that why shouldn't you have the world's most, you know, advanced cockpit experience or the world's most luxurious flying experience when you're in, in kind of an ordinary car? And yeah, it will probably take three, four years to get there. And you also think, you know, people have been talking about Apple cars. Well, what does that mean exactly? And of course, I think people would, would say, first and foremost, it's the, the human experience of the software that would be so much better than anything that's, that's largely been conceived. Certainly, you know, as good as Tesla, may, certainly, you know, one, one might expect better or they'll duke it out, but things that, that Apple, you know, went a lot further. Um, and so, who knows? You know, AR it really is just it's not it's not necessarily the concept of here's something that you actually have to wear. But this idea that you can bring really great presentations of, of data beautifully visualized at just the right moment and in a device or on a screen that complements you in the real world. Um, and that could be you could that could be audio because it's the right bit of information when you need it for turn by turn directions in your unobtrusive AirPods. Or, you know, in your car when you need to, when you're not certain you're in the right place and did you get the right turn lane or so on and so forth at a quick glance where you need to and, and so on and so forth. So, I don't know. I, I was kind of impressed by those things, but realized it will be a long way coming still. Well, at least they outed it. I, I think that's a very good perspective to have. And I think, and I think, I think that sort of the perspective you've just said really sums up the, everything about this year to me, um, I think the, you know, uh, if you ask me to just sum up um, what I've thought so far of, of WWC, I, I would use the words um, reassuringly underwhelming. Right, that's a good uh, one. Yeah. Because it's nothing, there's nothing there that's like 
revolutionary. I mean, there's some clever stuff. Um, everything seems to have built on top of something else, improved something else, extended something else. Um, you know, it, it, it's been coming a little bit. And it's, it, you know, <laughs> I, was, I was just saying to a colleague this morning that, you know, I've you know I've looked at the list of all the dub dub videos that are going to be available this week, and there's none of them that I feel I have to watch now mm-hmm. um, going forward. Um, I'll, I'll probably watch most of them, and rather than that being disappointing, that that actually feels quite good. Um, no, don't get me wrong. There's going to be some bits in there. Um, you know, be able to bring, be able to bring live text to your app and everything. You know, is stuff that we're going to look at and whatever, and it's good stuff in there. I, um, Swift charts, uh, Swift UI charts looks interesting, um, but even now I think they've probably, or I'm hoping that you know they've taken charts from their own things like Health Kit and whatever else, and just brought them brought them out in, a, in another framework or something. I don't know if that's the what has actually happened, but I would imagine it's something of their internal usage. So it just feels like it's been a, it's a very stable year, um, and obviously I've not run um ios 16 yet or mac os ventura so i'm not i'm not sure if it um i have fired up xcode 14 once so far but not done anything with it uh but you know it does feel quite um evolutionary as opposed to revolutionary um which is great i think that's really good yeah i think the other thing that was interesting um i did speak with uh should we call former friend of the show, still always friend of the show in our hearts, Jeppy from Invasive Code. You remember Invasive Code? Invasive Code, Invasive Code, Invasive Code. Everybody, no, everybody loves, loves invasive, invasive Code. code. We, can't, we, we start a practice job, we can't even get it in time anymore, yeah. <laughs> Two, three, Invasive Code, Invasive Code. Everybody loves Invasive Code. <laughs> you see, it's, it's, we, we can we can get one person in sync just about. <laughs> Not even. <laughs> but anyway, you were speaking to speaking to uh, to uh, ex friend of the show, Jeppy. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so he was like saying, "Yeah, I'm going to call you afterwards, you know, and see what you think." And um, it was kind of interesting because there there were stuff that that I would have absolutely killed to have had when I was working on Memory Miner and things I would have killed to have had when I was working on Findry and things that I I'm, I don't have to kill to have and I'm happy to have, uh, you know, with with bringing of essentially share play into messages. So all those things are, are very interesting and exciting. And and yet in the back of my mind, I think, you know, about the 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 what's the word, the ritual, <laughs> the ritual of like, who's going to get Sherlocked this year? Um, and I thought that that was kind of interesting. Uh, uh, and it, on, on the one hand, since it's an ongoing problem, you know, that Apple has, that Apple kind of depends on third parties having great ideas, and many people who work on third-party apps <laughs> get acquired by Apple, and then, then that technology comes down to, or at least the know-how and the thought, you know, appears. Um, and it's, I don't know, you know, there are definitely some people I've worked with who are like going, all right, well, Apple's done that. I guess I can't do it. On the other hand, they're saying, well, that's good because that makes it easier for me to go forward on things that where this, you know, legitimizes the idea. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 there's still the delicate dance of there's, I, I think many developers love being in the Apple ecosystem because of, of how far they can go with the, the power of the tools and how far they can go as, as a one-person shop or, you know, tiny team shop. Um, but still there's that tension of, can I actually compete? Can I make, can I make a living in this stuff? And now that you, you, you say it, that's, that's kind of interesting that 
because of democratizing access to it. And you remember I was talking, I don't know, six months, a year ago, you know, and had, had discovered a, a new friend and colleague on the Twitter, in the Twitter world, who, you know, is an engineer in Dakar in Senegal. And, and, you know, he and his colleagues seem to be doing quite well as contract software engineers. So they work on some of their own products and they, they contract out for, for French and British and, you know, companies from around the world. And they're able to, 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 to make a living as, at it and in a much lower cost place and don't have to necessarily, you know, you know go to, to, to a country where, where life becomes 10 times more expensive and have to, to leave their family. So that t- aspect of it is kind of interesting as well. Um, and, and the elites no longer, you know, the, the, northern, the global north elites no longer have, you know, uh, you know <laughs> a monopoly on power. At least it's, it's, it's coming out a little bit. And, and that's kind of interesting as well. Stony silence. Yeah. No, definitely. No, definitely. I, I was trying to think if I had a, an immediate response. And I don't really other than to say I agree. Mm. It's, um, I think one of the things... Okay, just going to technology again for a moment. One of the things that is my interpretation, and I've not really um, had a chance to discuss this with anyone yet, so I don't know if it's a a general feeling, is I definitely see the future being a merging of macOS and iPadOS. Yeah. Uh, And the reality when I say merging, I mean eventually iPadOS replacing macOS in some form, although it may never be officially called that the the more desktop features mm. that they give to the ipad and and it was noticeable that a lot of the a lot of the demos for the ipad were using a keyboard and a trackpad and a monitor plugged in mm-hmm. um so this this merging together um then i think if anyone was in a a brand new app position today was thinking of a mac app then maybe an ipad app is a better way forward i don't know i've been thinking about this the last couple of days but there's definitely this merging with the ipad definitely becoming more like a desktop i mean you know the 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 good example for me um was the fact they've introduced uh is it called stage manager yeah to both mac os and to ipad os um uh you know the if you look at the videos for iPadOS in this year's WWC, it's all about making desktop class applications on mm. the iPad. Um, and it's still saying the iPad, but they still make the point that you can then run your iPad apps on the Mac. And I just think as you add monitors, keyboards, how long is it going to be till we have a laptop with a keyboard that folds over like the Microsoft Surface has done for a long time now? Um, you know, you can just see these two platforms merging. And I think for for looking at the future of apps, particularly new apps, um, that is uh, creates some interesting challenges because, you know, I don't think the laptop is going away and I don't even think the desktop is going away. And I'm not saying the Mac is going away, but, you know, possibly Mac OS as we know it will go away. And I'm not talking next year. I'm talking over, you know, uh, over the next five, ten years, as you know, they, they're introducing more and more features to both platforms. Both that eventually, you know, Swift UI keeps improving. That there is less and less reason to drop down to AppKit or UI Kit for that matter. Meaning that you know that's where the differences in the app in the apps are as as to drop down to the underlying frameworks. If it's not doing that as much, those differences start to disappear. So, and you're just doing the extra stuff. So, yeah, I really, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, by Dub dub twenty thirty that you know Mac OS there is no Mac OS announcement. 
Um, unless, of course, iPadOS is called macOS going forward. They choose to keep the Mac name or whatever. You know, but there'll just be an OS announcement and then a phone version of it or something. Yeah. It would be wouldn't surprise me at all. But of course, in seven years' time or eight years' time, whenever that is, um, no one will care or remember what I've just said. So I can pretty safely say that because basically most people don't care remember what I just said. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> but 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 two things come to mind. I think that what what they'll probably do is just you know merge all of them into a unified experience that covers past, present, future in the across the multiverse, and they're going to call it ayahuasca. Um, and the second thing is, if you look carefully at at some of the themes, I think this idea of continuity really being pushed is very very important because that that is a problem that Apple has has created of its own success. Where you think you know you you, you ring your mom on FaceTime and you know it rings on uh, an, an iPhone, an iPad, a desktop, a watch, and which one to to, to favor. And this and, the, and this issue of you know where do I interact with the data? Do I do it in touch on one of my touch devices? Or I go back to the the desktop and and and, and I've, I've even observed this. I you know I mentioned my mom. It's for real. You know my my mom does have all these devices and 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 she'll be ninety two in June. She's very adept at computers. Has been since since I have when we started getting into Mac computing at the exact same time. Um, and you know, I noticed that when she switches back to, to working on her laptop, she, you know, kind of intuitively goes to touch the screen sometimes like, and, and, and even I'm sometimes tempted to, to, to do that. And so it really comes down to, you know, if, 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 if Apple is successful in getting everybody moved over to Swift UI and also successful in breaking their applications up. To, to really work well with continuity where the data will, will go. I mean, like the, the people kept sending links to me to, you know, core transferable. This idea is like, here's some data and it's going to go to these people and it can move back and forth, you know, back and forth amongst uh, um, with, with a single user as they go back and forth between their different devices or synced with multiple users. That's really compelling. And even the stuff where they said, you know where they 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 have extended uh, async await and 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 adding all these ideas that you know your your source of asynchronous data could be a process that's you know part of your app a process running on your device or a process running you know somewhere on a server or somewhere maybe even written in swift i mean that that's 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 a push you know, because Apple doesn't really, you know, I think there certainly are people who are using Swift on the server and Apple would love nothing more to, to have Swift kind of work everywhere. And I kind of wouldn't mind having that because I, I don't I don't love moving back and forth between Swift on on, on iOS and then moving to, to JavaScript and Node for my endpoints, although I find it a lot easier to, to switch between JavaScript and all the async ways of working with it, which, you know, a lot of those techniques started on the web and then have migrated to to to, to Kotlin and, and Java. I mean, in Kotlin and, and Swift for use on the desktop. Um, so it's it's pretty tantalizing to see to to think about where this this goes in the next couple of years. And I think you're absolutely right that that you know it, it, it honors the past because you have to build upon the past. There was that great slide saying it's like you know the 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 excellence in, in application development involved Objective C and Interface Builder and 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 you know AppKit and now you know it moved to UIKit and then Interface Builder started to drop a little bit and, and then they started implementing a single set of APIs, but they can't reinvent the world, so they will use them to wrap 
you know, existing classes and, and some astute developers who had to kind of go down a couple of layers and, and, and dig for solutions. And then eventually Apple will, will rewrite a bunch of it, but it will take a long, long time. But at some point, if they really succeed, that's, you know, quite a stunning feat. But we will see. We will see. But it's definitely, yeah, I definitely agree that the, the whole, everything is about making these devices become seamless so that maybe some of the seams disappear altogether. Yeah. Um, all the devices disappear altogether. Who knows? Uh, and yeah, it's definitely AR that you never have to wear. It's just AR just because yeah. it, it's, it, you know, a glance at the lock screen, a glance at your iPad, a glance. I mean, you, you, the other snarky thing about, <laughs> about using different devices, I forgot what it's called, the thing where you attach your phone and you, you know, to your to your laptop, and we were joking that it's like the the use of the super wide angle lens to give a desktop view. Yes, that's really super helpful and important for doing presentations where you may need to show something physical. But the first thing I thought of was like, okay, there goes pants free Fridays during during meetings. Yeah. <laughs> And some people were suggesting this was their uh, their way of uh, fixing the camera on the uh, studio display is just to say put your iPhone on top. Yeah, but that's, that's <laughs> that, it's cheaper to to send out whatever a dollar to manufacture a device clip of something to than to get people to send back their broken studio monitors. I hadn't thought about that. Wow. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think just talking about uh, yeah, I think Swift obviously. Is although there's been a little bit of Objective C mentioned uh, this year, uh, you know, there's really not from any of the framework point of views or anything. This has been mentioned a little bit in the documentation stuff, um, and you know, a little bit of a shout out given to it on how it's well it's done. But you know, Swift, you know, the days of Objective C being mentioned are, are sort of long gone. But you know, I think Swift on the server. You look at any language that is successful on the on the server, with possibly the exception of PHP, and PHP simply because it was the language of its time when the internet exploded um, into life and it was usable. But even, you know, most languages that have become successful on the server, and this now includes PHP, although PHP had a period in it, um, have become successful on the server because that language has also adopted a standard framework for server-side activities. So for you know, for Ruby, it's Rails. For JavaScript, it's probably Node and Express now. Um, you know, and and for you know, um, Python, it's is it Django for Python? Is yeah, that the Python so. one? Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, now, the, you know, Swift does have a number of uh, s- uh, server-side. Um, uh, frameworks and um, I think Vapor and is it Kutura, I think are probably the biggest ones. You know, uh, and you know there are some that we can establish on top, but there is no obvious thing at the moment. That if you said I'm going to do server side Swift, here is here is the framework to 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 make that work um, on there. And I think as maybe over the next few years that does become established, these frameworks get a maturity in them, get some stability in them, uh, I, and I equally think. The uh, with most people who want to use Swift on the server, also using Swift on the client, uh, and maybe even trying to write code that will run on both. I think the the discrepancies in foundation between uh, Mac OS mm-hmm. and iOS and Linux, and you know, as those get ironed out and fixed and become more obvious, will also help. True, indeed. 
Well, gosh, Scotty, we're almost getting to that point. In fact, we have arrived at that point since you have to go off and abandon me. So I will just um, say, Scotty, when you do go off and abandon me and forget all about your favorite co-host, where might people go remind you that you have a favorite co-host um, to work with? Well, they can they can find me on Twitter, just like Michael Curtis did this week. Um, okay. where, where, where he tweeted, uh, is it true that Mac OS Ventura will have an auto record for the Djembe so that Mac DevNet won't have to record iDeveloper show more than once and will be able to get money well released? I thought that was a, a, a well-timed and cutting tweet. And if that's where you want to go for well-timed and cutting tweets, Twitter is the place where you can get me just like Michael Curtis did as Mac DevNet. And John, if people want to remind you of your inadequacies, just like Michael Curtis did, <laughs> where would they do that? Well, they can find me mackereling on the internet, <laughs> kind of hovering near the Twitter, the Twitter headquarters on Market Street, <laughs> where a band of drug-addled, mentally health-challenged zombies <laughs> gather to help moderate. <laughs> discussion on twitter and you'll find me as jembe that's d-j-e-m-b-e like the west african drum well folks uh thanks for listening uh this this will probably hit your feet at the very end of wwdc or maybe the day after or so so you're probably videoed out podcast out so whether anyone will listen to this one or not whether our listener will uh uh will uh, uh will have the energy i don't know but john whether anyone listens or not it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you Oh, gosh, Scotty, thank you so much. Right. So, John, I can, all I can say to you is thanks for listening. <laughs> and you take care. <laughs> Until next time, you take care. Because <laughs> no one else out there is listening at all. <laughs> Thank you.